0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Just a Tad. I am Sam Norton. This is the DTF Podcast. And today is uh, for the holidays. Happy uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, Sensational Kwanzaa. Uh, what's another one that's going on? Is uh, Diwali? Is that is that happening right now? Ma- Mary Diwali, if that's another one? Uh, I don't know any Buddhist ones, but uh, hey, hey, happy holidays, people. That's what, it's, that's what it's supposed to be, right? That's what everybody says we're supposed to say is happy holidays. And how better to celebrate the holidays that used to be Christmas, like watching a Bill Murray movie and maybe one of his uh, lesser-known ones, but still a fantastic movie and a Christmas movie on top of that, the 1988 Christmas comedy classic, Scrooge. Let's talk about that today, shall we? Because uh, I watched it. I watched it on Netflix and, uh, goddamn it, it still holds up. It's, uh, again, not the best Christmas movie out there. I'd still say maybe A Christmas Story is. But I watched it and I was reminded on how, how good it was. Like it, it, If you've never seen it, it's a modernization of Charles Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol, which basically is... Uh, A a character named Ebenezer Scrooge is, uh, I think, back in, like, Victorian England, and he's uh, just this greedy little fucking asshole uh, who uh, treats people like dog shit. He then, on Christmas Eve, gets visited by three ghosts, the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, and they all basically show him, uh, it's a morality tale and showing him the uh, the, the virtues of, uh, or not the virtues, the, uh, what, you know, h- how he needs to be virtuous and compassionate and charitable and how, uh, without those virtues in your life, uh, you li- you live a sad, lonely life that, uh, you know, you eventually die sad and alone. And, uh, he gets turned around by the end of it. He becomes a, a good person. Um, And this movie is no different. Uh, They tweak it a little bit. He's not Ebenezer Scrooge in this. It's a modernization. It takes place in the 80s, so he's a TV executive. He's still kind of a shithead. It all takes place at the uh, TV studio uh, while they're filming a a live Christmas special of Ebenezer Scrooge. So it's a little... um, meta in that case but he's the tv exec and he's like this young up-and-comer guy he's the youngest executive of i think nbc or whatever whatever their fictional version of nbc uh is he's the youngest executive to ever be there and he's very ambitious and uh greedy and just a shit person and uh you know he he's supposed to play the role of ebenezer scrooge uh, then Karen Allen is his girlfriend and love interest because it's like a romantic comedy. Bobcat Goldthwaite is a character in here who uh, is not really a character in the old Charles Dickens uh, classic. He's just like kind of a comedy relief um, throughout the movie. Even though it's a comedy, he's just a character there for, uh, I don't know, comedy. He's, a, he's an ex machina of comedy uh, relief. Uh, and then David Johnson is... Uh, Uh, is in it as uh, the only reason I mentioned David Johnson is some of you may not know him. He was like a kind of a English punk rock pop uh, music star. The only reason I know him is uh, as Buster Poindexter. He plays the ghost of Christmas past and this is his song. If you guys don't know it, uh, you may, if you've ever been to a wedding, uh, or, like, a shitty party, you've heard this song. And this is the guy who's in it as uh, uh, Ghosts of Christmas Pass. I've never seen him act in anything else, but th- this is his song.
1: I feel hot, hot, hot. I hot.
0: Yeah, so that's David Johnson slash Buster Poindexter. He was in it. Uh, just, I don't know. It, it, it's all, ever since I first saw this, I remember seeing that music video uh, and then seeing this movie and going like, it's fucking weird that that guy's in this movie as like a quasi-substantial, I don't know, he does a good job too. He's this like grimy taxi, like New York taxi driver. I don't know, I dig it. It's just uh, it's just a fucking weird little thing. But apparently that, that role... Uh, was supposed to go to Sam Kenison. Uh However, I think Sam Kennison was either on the rocks or just passed away. Uh, this was 1988. I could have looked this up. But I know that it didn't go to Sam Kennison, It went to David Johnson because him and Bill Murray actually have a good friendship. Uh, and that is uh, very apparent because David Johnson got in this movie and around the same time that the uh, Buster Poindexter song I just played for you, Bill Murray's in that music video. He's just there sipping champagne and touching Asian chicks for no reason. It's, it's fucking. they're just in the middle of, uh, Times Square. Anyways, let's get off of that. But I just thought there was a fun little fact that I was like, huh, doing research on this, going like, that's fucking weird. Uh, I always thought it was weird, and then you do research behind something and it's even weirder that that even happens. Um, Now we're going to listen to a few clips, but before we do, uh, another weird thing about this movie just, like I've watched it, it it was in 1988, I was born in 87, so I've watched this movie for Christmas ever since I was young, like this has just been a part of my Christmas, uh, because it's always on, as like Bill Murray's comic relief of Christmas. Um, And something always stuck with me, and I didn't fucking put it together until... Until I watched it on Netflix, the opening song, the theme song to this uh, movie sounded so much like a cartoon I used to watch when I was a kid, the Beetlejuice cartoon. So Beetlejuice is a movie with Michael Keaton and Tim Burton. They ended up making a cartoon version of that back in the 90s, and the... the the themes of both the movie and the cartoon sounded so similar I was like what the fuck did Danny Elfman write Scrooge and I looked it up and yes Tim Burton's collaborator Danny Elfman the guy who wrote you know the songs in uh uh, Nightmare Before Christmas uh the Beetlejuice theme song uh I think Alice in Wonderland and he's done so many I think he did the uh, maybe the Batman intro like he, He's done so much musical fucking things And his music kind of has that Danny Elfman sound And I i, I didn't even know it uh, Even as a kid I was just like oh those sound similar And then I finally got older and I did this And I was like holy shit it is Danny Elfman So I'm going to play him back to back so you know what I'm talking about Isn't that fucking nuts that they're that close? You know what I mean? Like, I, I always I always knew that there was something, and then I put them back together, and I'm like, huh, I'll be goddamned. So, uh, both the music in this... Ironically, the music in this movie is just as strange as the musical artist acting in this movie. Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> between uh, Danny Elfman's soundtrack and David Johnson slash Buster Poindexter... Being in this movie. It's just a very odd movie. Um, we're going to play some clips and then get back to, like, why uh, why I think this is a good American classic. Like, a classic Christmas movie you can watch if you celebrate... Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's got fucking Bill Murray in it, so you should enjoy it. But it's a... Uh, I don't know. There, there's something... Again, it's not that great of a movie, but it is at the same time. Like, it's kind of... Uh, it, it, it kind of showcases why Bill Murray is so special in America. Uh, so w- we're going to listen to some clips. We'll come back and then we'll discuss this in, uh, in deeper, deeper thought and dissection. Here, so Francis. Enjoy. I've
1: got something for you. Merry Christmas. A choo-choo train? No, it's five pounds of veal. But Daddy, I asked Santa for a choo-choo. Well, then go out and get a job and buy a choo-choo. Ah, oh, Earl, he's only four years old. All day long, I listen to people give excuses why they can't work. My back hurts, my legs ache. I'm only four. The sooner he learns that life isn't given to you on a silver platter, the better. Robert, Hi, Dick. Mm-hmm. Herman. Get oh, I'm Billy. Ava. Ava, uh, uh, me. Cocktail hour. Oh. Drink from Mr. <laughs> Richard Burton. Drink up. Here, Dick. Drink. Just for me. For you, Dave. <laughs> 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 that dick sure knows how to live. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me Dick? I'm sorry, Mr. Burton. Maybe we don't know you well enough to call you Dick. No. But after Exodus Two and Night of the Iguana, we thought we had something special. So could you please just do a couple of lines from Hamlet, please? Or the sandpiper. <laughs> Leave me alone. Do Leopatra for me. Please, yes. please, Sir, please. Please do it a favor. Yeah, I'll hey. hey, hey. I am not know why they here coming out me for me. All those you get over, all the others in here, you know, the really by four night fall of Chia. I swear, by the I foreswear. Oh, it's not marvelous. <laughs> now beat it before I beat you, Eagles. Were there?
0: Yeah! Alright, that was Bill Murray in Scrooge in a couple of clips, or at least one clip. The other one, you could hear like a little child. That's when he goes into the past. And uh, I just, that's one of the, like the more quotable things, uh, at least in my family. Uh, me and my brother Timmy especially. Uh, whenever someone's complaining of like, Oh, I can't do anything. Like, I'm sick and tired of people complaining. I'm sick. My legs are broken. I'm only four. Like, that's, that's just a super quotable thing. And uh, I, I can't remember that uh, actor, but I think that's Bill Murray's brother. Uh, I can look that up. Uh, but anyways, uh, what I wanted to talk about... Oh, and the other clip was uh, when Bill Murray is in the middle. I think he gets done uh, with Ghost of Christmas Past, and he kind of loses his shit a little bit. Uh, the, the whole movie is he can't fig—he can't figure out uh, we know because we have kind of this omniscience that we travel with him but he can't figure out if he's going crazy or not just because of pressure and of the job and just regular insanities of life and he thinks that he's losing his fucking marbles every time he's visited by a ghost and he, uh, he ends up going to a homeless shelter to uh, see if he can meet up with his old uh, his old fling uh, played by Karen Allen and He's sitting there, and just these random homeless people come up and ca- start calling him dick and want him to act in front of them, so that's what that was. And I just like him pretending to do Shakespeare by just speaking gibberish in a in a fancy British accent, just, Like, that's just fun. Those are just my favorite little clips of, like, ah, oh, that's fun. Uh, I could have probably done a better job and told you um, what uh, clips we were getting into, but whatever. Um, now, like I said before, this isn't a great movie. Uh, I I can see how people would be like, um, I happen to enjoy it, so I'm not going to disparage it too much because, uh, fuck you. I like this movie. Uh, however, um, I will say that, uh, it does showcase Murray at his, best. Like, it does this weird thing where, um, I I think the reason I like this movie so much, it it is a very, uh, it is a very Bill Murray movie. Like, the only reason I think it's good to me is because it's, it showcases Bill Murray, you know? Uh, oh, by the way, Brian Brian Doyle Murray, uh... Screen and that's his actual older brother who plays his dad in the movie. And then his younger brother, Joel Murray, uh, uh, I think he's in it as like a bit part somewhere. Uh, But I know Brian is the one that goes like, I'm only four. Uh, So that's who that was. Now back to this. Um, Bill Murray is showcasing this so well, and what I like about this movie more than, I mean, maybe Groundhog's Day is the only other movie I can think of, and that's actually a really fantastic movie. We'll talk about that some other time. But this movie in particular, Bill Murray is, like, simultaneously in his element and out of form. And what I mean by that is, at the same time, he's a he's regular Bill Murray. He's irreverent about kind of everything you would expect him to be irreverent about, about the virtues of Christmas and charity. And that's part of his character. But he's also kind of like, ah, it, like... Bill Murray's acting style is very bah humbug to the very notion of commercialized Christmas, right? Now, and that and his character is kind of that same way. And so that's why I'm saying, like, he... He has that Bill Murray aspect of himself where... Like in Ghostbusters, he was very irreverent about like, man, eh, this is such a fucking. I mean, he he didn't outright say it, but the way he acts, he's very like, okay, this is some really goofy, weird, weird shit. So he, while everybody else like Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters is acting their ass off as if there's an actual ghost in front of him, Bill Murray kind of gives kind of gives a wink and a nod to the fact that like, well, okay, this is ridiculous, but he's still in character and he does the same thing. Here, he does it with Christmas, he does it with the ghosts, of like, okay, whatever. However, the reason I say he's out of his form here is that the film requires him to be passionate. He's the one that carries it, he's the passionate one. Everybody else to where like, all right, so Bill Murray's character is irreverent to the idea of a Christmas movie, the idea of Christmas. Uh, he thinks it's all dumb and on a, on a meta level, uh, you kind of you kind of get the sense that like the commercially the commercialization of family and virtue and and Christmas virtues like that are kind of kind of piss uh, you know is uh, kind of piss him off too right uh, however the film like I said requires him to carry the movie and he has to be passionate about something which you rarely see Bill Murray having to drag that thing in. He's usually the one kind of pointing everything else out and everybody else is passionate around him and he just kind of throws his shoulders up like, "Ah shucks. But it's the exact opposite in this movie, more so than I've seen in any other movie uh, that Bill Murray's done, except, again, like I said, uh, Groundhog's Day. But in this movie, um, everybody else is looking at him, rightfully so, like he's fucking insane. So there's... um, Every time he's visited by a ghost, like I said, he kind of loses his shit a little bit because he thinks he's going insane. Uh, the first time, he he comes back from his little uh, Ghost of Future Past. Or Ghost of Future Past. Uh, what is this, an X-Men movie? Uh, ghost of Christmas Past. And like I said, he, he kind of loses it. He comes back. He's He, like, runs into the studio. And uh, everybody's like, what the fuck are you what are you doing? Are you okay? And so he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to head out. And he has this like quick little monologue, then goes to the homeless shelter. And like I said, it's kind of crazy with the homeless people for a second. Then he's visited by the ghost of Christmas present where, uh, he comes back again from his little vision, stumbles onto the set and is just yelling and everybody's like, what the fuck? And he's like, and then they told him he needs to go to a, uh, go to a dinner so he goes to a dinner he sees like an eyeball in his drink and just starts fucking freaking out then he sees a guy being burned and he freaks out and throws water on him and uh, both were not true then he does like some comedic little comedic thing here and there and then he's visited by death and when he finally comes back from that he's kind of gone so far into madness that when he comes back he's elated just to be alive and not to be crazy or dying or burning alive and has this real moment of oh shit i should change my life which is the point of the story but you don't get to that point if you don't see that character arc that bill murray is truly he's truly acting his balls off more so than i've seen in any other comedy he's done where he he's fully engrossed he he makes you think that he's actually seeing ghosts more so than he did in fucking ghostbusters the actual movie uh, you, you think he's actually slipping into madness. Now, he does it in, like, a cartoonish way sometimes. Like I said, there was a part where he sees a eyeball in his drink and he does his, like, high-pitched, ah! Bill Murray scream, and everybody's like, Are you okay? Uh, maybe you should calm down and not have a drink. And he's sitting there, and there's a close-up on his face, and his just lip is twitching up and down, almost like the Elvis lip, but it's twitching up and down. Uh, and that's something that you would see, like, Bugs Bunny do after he tasted like a really shit whiskey or drank uh, what he thought was apple juice and it turned out to be piss or something. Not to say that cartoons would ever drink piss or whiskey, but you know what I'm saying. Like they just do that like <laughs> type of weird cartoonish thing, and he does that. But again, it's a comedy. He's allowed to do that. But he is acting to the uh, to the events ahead of him. He's not completely irreverent because he can't be. He can't he can't just disregard everything around him and be kind of the, the wise-ass, uh, sarcastic uh, kind of meta actor as he usually is in most of his movies. He has to carry the film in this one, and he does, and he does it well. Bill Murray's a fantastic comedic actor, and uh, later on in his life you find out he's actually not even just a comedic actor, he's a fantastic actor in general. Um, now, with that said, uh, he he really, he really does showcase greed and ambition and uh, madness, which are the three character traits uh, that you need to show for this Ebenezer Scrooge character so that he can be redeemed and it has an actual point to the movie. Uh, he's got to have a little goal to... or little hurdles to get by, and those hurdles are in his own head. Um, now, uh, the... the Styles of comedy, I I, I don't want to sh- make it seem, like if you haven't seen this movie or are you going to go back and watch it, I don't want to make it seem like I didn't recognize that Bill Murray is not a sarcastic ass. He's still very much Bill Murray, which is why I love this movie. He's sarcastic as fuck. He's got little biting satire, uh, little quips here and there. Uh, and, and it's fun. And it's dark, too. Uh, it's a very... If, if you didn't know any better, you would have thought that this... Uh, <laughs> this movie could have at some point not been a comedy and then they got uh, <laughs> they got Bill Murray involved and they're like oh shit let's put some uh, let's put some fucking punchlines in here and then they ended up doing that um, however uh, you, you also get the feeling that it was uh, directed by uh, Tim Burton. Like, that's kind of the feeling I always got, and it didn't help that uh, Danny Elfman did the uh, the soundtrack. It was actually directed by a guy named Richard Donner, or Donner, Richard Donner, Donner, something like that. Um, I'm not too familiar with the other shit that he's done. I know he did, uh, in the 80s, he did Goonies and Lethal Weapon, um, but I, I don't know much that he did after, like, Scrooge. Uh, so I think he was big in the, or, like, late 80s, early 90s. Um, but yeah, he's got some good stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's way more, uh, I, I guess if Lethal Weapon was, like, a dark action movie, uh, then Scrooge is, uh, c- it can easily be, uh, a dark comedy. I mean, there, there's a fucking eyeball in a glass at one point, like I said, and th- there's, uh, uh, there's the Grim Reaper there, there's a lot of death involved in this uh, and it's kind of funny you, you, the, one, the homeless guy in that clip is a weird dark thing to laugh at but I always found it funny uh, is uh, oh this actually gets me onto my next point too but I'll, I'll say this so the guy who keeps calling him Dick the homeless guy like come on Dick would you please say something from Shakespeare right that guy uh, he goes on a trip with the Ghosts of Christmas Present and he gets left uh, in a sewer, and turns around and he sees. Unfortunately, that homeless guy died. He uh, is down in the sewer and he freezes to death. And then Bill Murray starts yelling at him, going like, "Why didn't you stay there? They would have kept you warm. I can't believe you did that!" Like you start to see that he's having a little bit of empathy and compassion for what is now a dead homeless man that he was like a little annoyed by, but now he he didn't want him to die. However, so Bill Murray is acting his heart out, kind of kind of really doing a dramatic uh, thing. Now, it's it, it's funny because Bill Murray giving his all in this like passionate realization that he does have empathy for people, and especially people that you think he writes off, during this whole scene, you keep going back. I'm gonna call him Dick, uh, the homeless guy. I don't remember what the guy's name is actually, but he, uh, we'll call him Dick, right? Uh, the camera keeps panning back to Dick And he's frozen, solid, like a cartoon. He's like blue from head to toe. He's got icicles off of him. He's sitting like Buddha style and holding a watch between his fingers. He's got a shitty Charlie Brown Christmas tree right next to him. By the way, you remember, he's in a sewer. So just imagine this in a sewer, right? So frozen body next to a shitty Charlie Brown Christmas tree, Buddha, icicles, watch. And the whole time, his face is frozen into a big heartwarming smile right so you're led to believe that this guy just sat down in the bottom of a sewer next to his christmas tree in this buddhist like style and just and just smiled until he froze to death <laughs> he wasn't shivering he was just sitting there and it, it's like someone splashed. Fucking liquid nitrogen on him, like he's T1000, and he just sits there and smiled and died. And Bill Murray's just yelling at this lifeless, frozen corp- corpse. He's just emoting. Like, he, this is the first time that you see him really, really passionate, and uh, there's not any subtle acting. It's very much like, How fucking dare you? They would have kept you. I can't believe this. Like, he's almost melting down, and he's just, he keeps yelling at this frozen cartoon character of a person and the camera every time it pans back to him gets closer and closer to his face So it's like a wide shot then a medium shot then a close-up shot on his face. Just frozen that dumb smile. It's hilarious Uh, I I, if you don't watch the movie at least look that up on uh, Online, Uh, I'm sure that's I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I couldn't do anything about that 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 scene is not funny unless you see it. So uh, I couldn't put it on here However, I will say another uh, thing that I like uh, which is the point I'm getting to is that the movie, this movie is one of those rare gems of comedies where I think the more you watch it, the more times you watch it like more viewings the funnier it gets I, I found myself laughing at shit that wasn't, I didn't even know was in the movie before or it didn't strike me as funny at the time that I've watched it uh, And one example is he, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, is yelling at, I think, a board of directors and telling him that he's, like, he's kind of bragging, like, oh, I'm the youngest uh, uh, executive in company history. You guys need to listen to me. And then he gets down and kneels down uh, next to this guy and is kind of yelling at him because he piped up and said something to him so he wanted to put him in his place. And I never noticed that when he kneels down he kind of leans into the camera and is yelling at this one guy, but the guy that's behind Bill Murray is just grimacing, like he has this like horrible look on his face and he's just like straining. And I didn't realize that when <laughs> Bill Murray kneels down, I guess he's putting his elbow right on the guy's. Dick and balls, and the guy isn't saying anything because his, you know, Bill Murray's his boss. So you just watch him kneel down, put his elbow right in the guy's lap for like balance, and it's just yelling at this other guy, going like, "Fuck you! I'm the youngest executive. You got to listen to me." And this other guy's just biting his tongue while his balls are being smashed, and it's so subtle. I I've watched this movie again a hundred times, and I've never noticed it, and then I noticed it this time. I'm like, holy shit, it's funny. Uh, and I, I laughed out loud. I was like, ah, that's, that's a hilarious little gag there. And there's like multiple things that happen like that throughout this movie. I'm gonna play another thing that I very much enjoy. It's such a quick little clip. I'm gonna put him back to back, but it's at the very end when he's visited by uh, the ghost of Christmas Pass. The first thing you hear is uh, he goes. To, he's having a freak out. They take him to the elevator to send him up to his office and the guy standing in the elevator is actually the ghost of christmas past or the ghost of christmas future so the grim reaper uh but he's for the ghost of christmas future play that's actually happening in the movie so he's just an actor in a costume and so bill Murray freaks out thinking it's him he doesn't goes up right then he goes up to his office there's something else that happens he freaks out goes back into the elevator and the second time it's actually the real quote-unquote ghost of christmas future and so bill murray thinks that it's the actor again and then at the very end you hear him realize like oh shit you're you're the ghost so any the next time you so i'm gonna play the clips back to back the first time's an actor the second time he's reacting to an actual ghost and you're gonna hear like demon (laughs) screams and shit just realize the uh, like how much he just accepts the madness of himself in his own head on the second clip. So let's go listen to this, enjoy it, and then uh, we'll we'll wrap it up here. You
1: know, it has been such an
0: honor to work for the great Frank Cross. I'm gonna dine out on this for months, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I want Grace to take you upstairs now where I think things might just be a little safer than down here, okay? You're beautiful, Frank. You got any last tips for me, huh?
1: Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God, oh, God. Oh, Grace. Oh, Frank. go watch the show! He's here for me! Come on! All right, come on, give it to me! You think I'm afraid of you? The day I've had? I know what you came for. Come and get it, you pussy. Bryce! Stop scaring Frank.
0: Get this Who nut cake out of here. Oh, we
1: got a show to do. He's in the show, Mr. Cross, as the ghost of Christmas future. He's great. Yay! Ow! Oh. It's you. Creep. God. Aren't you supposed to be in the studio? We're on the air. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the chicks, but not with me. Is this straight? May I? Did our people do that? We're going to get phone calls.
0: <laughs> All right, that was that was Ebenezer, Scrooge, Bill Murray, McDuck, whatever. Um, the, re- the reason I wanted to play that uh, is because it's the best audio version of what I wanted to end with, which is uh, not only the little things in this movie are great, but the physical comedy that... Uh, Bill Murray brings to this movie is just fantastic. There, there are so many like weird pratfalls, and like I said about the guy's groined, where he's just like elbow kneeing the groin. Bill Murray's facial tics and just straight man persona, or complete manic uh, states. Like he goes from accepting his madness to being completely insane to. Uh, just being a sarcastic, well-put-together person, and then it all comes crumbling down and then built up. Like, there's so much fucking emotional writing uh, on uh, him accepting his fate and then uh, changing that it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. And it's hard to express in words uh, how... Uh, how well B- Bill Murray does it. Because, like I said, it's it, the movie itself, the way it's edited, the way it's written, it's not that fantastic, but the way that Bill Murray navigates it uh, and the little things that he does, facial tics, like I said, with the Elvis lip, those things really <laughs> really make the movie. It's it's a weird thing. Uh, there are very few movies, and the reason I say very few is because I don't even think there are any, uh, but just off the top of my head, because I, I don't want to be that pretentious that I know everything, but... Uh, Not to my knowledge that there are any movies that are this not good, but become good because of one person. Like, the only other movie actually I can think of off the top of my head is Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Uh, That movie would be nothing without uh, (laughs) Jim Carrey. And this movie would be nothing without Bill Murray. It's fantastic. I want you to watch it. Uh, It has so many wonderful little... Uh, nuances to it, uh, I would suggest uh, watching it every Christmas because, like I said, I this is probably the f- what, fucking 14th time at... At least that I've watched this movie, and uh, I laughed this time. That I, there was some, I found something new, and it made me laugh uh, a, a few times. And I, I've already seen this movie a hundred times, so uh, I, I would suggest watching it because I want you to have a Merry Christmas, or Happy Kwanzaa, or Happy Hanukkah, or Happy uh, uh, fucking uh, I don't know Diwali. I, I don't know any of the holidays just merry Christmas everybody that's what I celebrate whatever you celebrate happy holidays um and we're uh, uh we we the <laughs> what am I trying to say uh we are very happy that you guys are listening so much I very much appreciate it uh if uh i I may be uh uh, I may be taking a break at some point because I'm going to be moving, uh, but I will let you know on future episodes. I just kind of wanted to give you uh, a little heads up soon, uh, but we, we should be doing fine. Uh, also uh, please uh, show uh, show your like and support by sharing and, uh, and liking and commenting. Uh, they, it, it all helps. It gets more views and uh, I appreciate this. Uh, Visit me at isamcomedy.com. Go to uh, at isamcomedy on Twitter and Instagram if you guys want to have more shit. Um, and uh, I very much, uh, I'm very much thankful for you guys. I'm very much thankful for my friends and my family, uh, my podcast editor and friend Ryan Walker. Uh, and I, I thank you guys. And I think we're, I think we're gonna go out uh, with, uh, Bill Murray's last little speech in this movie. I know we've played a lot of clips, but it's, uh, fuck, it's a good movie. I want you guys to go watch it. So here's Bill Murray's last little, uh, little speech to put us in the holiday mood and, uh, be safe, everyone, and and, and hopefully you will have a, a happy whatever you celebrate. I love you all very much. Bye.
1: It's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're gonna burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. Y- you do have to get involved. There are people that are having, having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat, that there are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, Oh, by the way, here, I get it now. And if you if you give, then you then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry, it's it's everybody who's gotta have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says, Christmas is once a year, and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. <sighs> And uh, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's it's really better than I felt in a long time. I I'm. I...